shit with me for dinner. I said if I freak, you wouldn't know it if you seen it. She a bad little vibe. Welcome back to Wax FM. Today we're gonna go over uh a little bit of everything. We're going to talk about Waxhatchee's win last Friday. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite college football players. And we're going to go over a couple of cowboy signings that sound kind of, uh, well, I think sound kind of fishy. But hey, let's get into it. Uh, my name is Jay. This is Sale. And uh, you're listening to Wax FM. Hey, we want to start off with some local news. Waxahachie football started off their season this year and with the new head coach. I think it's, what, their fourth in the last, like, eight years? I want to say fourth. Because we started off with green most of, most of the 2000s into the year that we grad or the year that I graduated, 2015. It was your last and, year? Yeah, 2015 was my last year, and that was rings last year. And we had Kitna, of course. And then um, we had Coach AZ, Coach Alexander. He stepped up to the plate. But, of course, he's out now. And now we have Tollison. Uh, I haven't heard much about him. I don't know too much about him. Uh, but, you know, it's a new direction that the Waxahachie <laughs> football team is headed in. So He's a, a state championship defensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, <coughs> comes from a, pr- a prestige program. So, uh, very excited to see what they have in store. I mean, it's been a long, long, long time since <laughs> Waxahachie has had a state team. We've always had talented individuals, as I've said. Ninety-two. We've always had the we've always had the individual talent, but we haven't always had the uh, the program, the team, the the schemes to really get us to that next level. You know, we thought we had it with Kitna, you know, with his high power, high powered offense, but, uh, you know, that didn't work out. Coach AZ was more of a, you know, Waxahachie blood been there for a while under coach Reem. We thought maybe some tradition would help us, but again, that didn't help us. So now we're on to a new thing. Uh, What I will say about uh, coach Tollison, he gives me, I don't know. I feel like uh, he's about to, we got to pull out an offering every time he speaks, man. And he has a, and he's power, He's a powerful man when it comes to his 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 speech, the way he motivates people. I really do like him. I'm a big fan of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that mantra: defense with championships. I think we mm-hmm. think we did right by getting a defensive coordinator, defensive minded coach in here. Yeah, uh, he's man. When I tell you I want to play for him, that that's yeah. He's <laughs> I don't know. He's a different kind of breed. I really do enjoy him. Um, but yeah, he's he's from Ditton Geyer, came off a state championship run over there. You know, the they always side. got a program. Yeah, Geyer's always got a program. But uh, you know, he's big in tradition too. He's he's brought back our spear on the helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brought back a lot of old alumni. You know, to kind of you know remind these these kids where they come from and how many people have played here and what they could be. Yeah. Uh, he opened up the game with a kind of like a hype video. And he had every every player that's ever made pro here. He yeah. had him in that video. Uh, Jalen made a little bit of appearance in that video. It was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> My dog, <laughs> bro. It was a, it was a dope video. I really ah man. If if you check out my social media on Twitter at uh, Jay Villarreal, I'll, I'll repost that video. And man, it's a it's a great video. Um, but yeah, man, let's get into the game a little bit. The the game was kind of slow in the beginning. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> uh, they. Stayed pretty still, mate, up until the second quarter, I want to say. Waxachi jumped with the lead. Um, I think they were down by two going into the half. Yeah. To be honest with you, that entire first half, even though they were kind of tied and even, it felt like we were losing. Felt like we were losing. <laughs> hey, uh, man. But, man, they came out of that second half like a fire, bro. And when I tell you defense wins championships, it, it's it's true. Um, <laughs> Always. They, they came back. The game was 22-22. They uh, went into overtime. Man, that crowd, that fourth quarter, hey. electric, bro. Electric. <laughs> one, thing, one thing Waxahachie is always going to do, man, when it gets crunch time, they're going to be loud. They that are going to be loud. It was the funnest game I've been to in a long time. I'm That's not even playing with that. Um, but, dude, the entire crowd was was doing the war chant, the little hatchet. Yeah. Um, you had the entire stadium just 
stomping their feet, bro. And this is all while Rollette has possession of the ball in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Messing them up. I mean, they were getting in their head. They kept falling. They, there were so many false starts. I think there was three in that fourth quarter at the end in the final minute. And finally, yeah. Rollette just let it go. And when they, they went into overtime, went into overtime, uh, walks at his quarterback, junior quarterback. Oh, I forgot his name. I feel real bad. Um, but that dude threw a dot in the middle. They took it to the house second play, and they were up 28-22. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of had college rule overtime. You know, the, okay. everybody starts on 25. It yeah. It was nice. It was, it was a good change of pace. Um, Rowlett took the ball. I mean, they had them on fourth and like 13 or something like fourth and 17, I think. And they got the first down. Ooh. So they're, they're, they're first in goal. Waxahachie's – I mean, everybody's on their feet again getting hyped. And then they get them to they, – they get a couple sacks. Now it's fourth and thir- fourth and goal, but they're on the 13. Mm-hmm. Man, Waxahachie gets another sack, ends the game. The entire crowd erupts. <laughs> you have the That's kids the clearing the sideline, bro. It was it, – it's, it's something you can't, you can't write, bro. You can't script that. It, it, was, it was a great, great feeling that night. Texas high school football, man, is it's just like the pros as far bro. as atmosphere goes, man. Sometimes Nothing like it. It's crazy. And people don't realize that people from other states, you know, people from up north, you know, as I've been up here in Jersey, you know, they're more of a basketball uh, yeah, state I can see that. in Jersey. So they don't really understand how amazing that atmosphere really is in high school football, you know, and being a player, but now being a fan of it is is it's unmatched. There, There's no other sport time that really just encompasses that whole atmosphere like texas high school football it's so it's, it's something it's else bro you can't match it anywhere else you can't match yeah it. man so that, that's a great start to the season we know waxahachie is in now the toughest division or district in texas in the uh, state of texas far. and it's not even close honestly because you got desoto you have cedar hill you have duncanville duncanville it's it's ridiculous, man. The list goes on. That 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 district from top to bottom, whoever comes out of there is always going to be a favorite to go all the way to state. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And they're coming and off the playoff run, so hopefully yeah. they can get back to there this year. It's very very exciting down at Waxahachie to really uh, see that the football team is off to a great start. Of course, they got a gauntlet to go through in that district, but you know, take it one game at a time. Man, they absolutely. have two. They got two key running backs, man, that are really 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 solid. That's probably going to lead that team. It's probably, probably going to be the work, workhorses of that team. So we'll see as each week goes on. Uh, you have any key players you want to shout out? Man, Iverson Young and Jaden Beggs, bro. That like running back, t- that running back tandem we talked about. Man, unmatched. Hmm. Um, it, they were fun to watch, man. There was a couple of times I was telling you earlier before we started the podcast that those kids would not shy away from contact. I mean, you usually <laughs> have kids trying to take it all the way outside and try to do something with it nah man these kids lowered their shoulder and they put that shoulder in the dude's sh- chest nah wasn't happening they weren't i think they amassed <laughs> for a total of over 200 yards man against them that, that's <laughs> that's what they up, were putting it on them man hey man thunder and lightning that's what they call them <laughs> I, exactly i like that so it's kind of it's kind of good it's, it's really good to see Waxhachie getting back to its roots you know over the last few years it's pretty much been like a pass heavy attack but, uh, you know, ever since, like, the 90s, really, Wasatchee's been more of a uh, running team. We kind of we sprinkled in passes, but it was, you, you knew what our, <laughs> what our foundation was. Our foundation was to run the ball. So, Down we've always had, yeah, we've always had decent running backs, so I was glad to see that they're getting back to that tradition. Hopefully, they can keep it going. Hopefully, these kids can get out there and put on a show for these fans week in and week out. Absolutely, absolutely. They're in Arlington Lamar this Friday, though, so let's see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be another tough game for them again. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, if anybody could do it, this team could do it, man. We got <laughs> to see, man. Got to cheer them on. Absolutely. Like, it starts at the top, too. And like I said, that coaching staff is coaching staff's amazing. They got them boys straight. She want me for dinner. A certified freak, you wouldn't know it if you seen it. She a bad little vibe. Sexy mama Cedar. I promise, nigga, you will never get the chance to meet her. No, no, no. Cowboys news. Uh, they finally got down to their 53-man roster this week. We had some some dramatic cuts, I would say, because of the hard knocks. 
series that's been going on. You know, they've been highlighting some of these players that were on the bubble of being cut. You know, some people you kind of knew probably weren't going to make the team, but they kind of made them a good story anyways. But it was good to good to really learn a lot of these players' backstories. But Hey, but some good news. Dudu Nucci's gone. <laughs> Thank the Lord. He's back on the practice squad, but he's not on the active roster. That's so fine. If he don't, if he don't touch my my active roster, I am good. Ben DiNucci is gone uh, for now. I don't, I don't wish bad on him. I just don't want him to start for my team. That's it. Yeah, I don't wish bad on any athlete, but that man <clears throat> was <laughs> Dudu Dudu Nucci. <laughs> Dudu Nucci. That's what we call him. But uh, down to their fifty-three man roster, uh, the surprising cut for me. I did not expect them to get rid of Garrett Gilbert, man. Uh, they they cut him. They outright released him. He's not on the practice squad. He's a free agent. Uh, Which, so in a way, is kind of nice because then he can go where he wants. Yeah. But it's, it's, it was – I'm not going to say a head-scratcher because Cooper Rush was decent. But I felt like Garrett Gilbert, if put in the situation, I felt like Garrett Gilbert would give us the best – chance to win the game he almost um, beat the Steelers last year man yeah man I feel like he's more of an aggressive QB as far as making throws downfield uh Cooper Rush to me reminds me a lot of of Andy Dalton uh a lot of Andy Dalton mm-hmm. like they're he's he's not gonna make and not just because they're redheads yeah not just because they're redheads but the way that they play like they're very system game manager uh not gonna do too much to try to keep the, keep the team in the game type of thrower, type of quarterback. So it was surprising, but Cooper Rush has been there longer. They've liked Cooper Rush since they, uh, since they drafted him. So, hey, man, they're going with two QBs. They were originally going with two QBs, but as we know, uh, today the Cowboys signed Will Greer. <clears throat> Will Greer from West Virginia. Uh, he was drafted by Carolina, I believe. It's the wrong Carolina quarterback I wanted. <laughs> yeah, but I believe he was drafted by Carolina out of West Virginia. But man, hey, I used to I liked watching this dude in college. He was a very strong passer. He had a strong arm. Uh, I still I remember believe, that deep ball he threw against Texas. To end yeah, that game. man, he, <laughs> he they thought they beat Texas too. Uh, but yeah, man, Will Greer was a great passer at West Virginia. But as we know, man, especially with the quarterback position, college play does not relate to NFL play. Mm-hmm. And as we know, man, he struggled. At times in, in Carolina, he obviously didn't get the start job at any point. So, um, but who knows, man? He may be a solid backup option. Uh, I believe we should always carry three quarterbacks, especially with uh, that coming off an of ankle injury. But uh, <clears throat> that was the wrong ex-Carolina quarterback, as we said, that uh, we were looking at. Uh, as we know, Cam Newton got cut from the Patriots this last week. I believe it was a professional release. I believe they asked him if he wanted to be a backup to Mac Jones, and I believe he wanted to go elsewhere. So um, I don't think it was an outright cut, like we don't want you here. I think it was more of a, because, you know, Cam Newton is Cam Newton. He's an MVP, proven all-pro quarterback. You know, those type of players, they get a bit more, they get a lot more respect than these dudes that are fighting to make roster spots. They get more of the uh, more of the respect the front office will come and talk to them about, you know, what they what they feel that they should do, whether they want to be a part of this roster or maybe they want to move on. So I believe that's what happened in New England. But um, the Cowboys were rumored to be looking at Cam Newton and, of course, other players. But they ended up signing Will Greer. So we'll see as the season goes on. Um, we'll see where Cam goes. We'll see how Will fits into this system. Uh, right now he's probably sitting at quarterback three behind Cooper Rush. But – that's where we are for right now. I'm cool with it as long as it's another quarterback before Ben DiNucci. <laughs> as long as we get far away from Ben DiNucci. But it's crazy to me. Um, it's kind of crazy to me that we would sign Will Greer when I felt we already had a better option than Garrett Gilbert on the roster. Like if you were, if you wanted a, yeah. a, a QB3, then I feel like you should have kept Garrett Gilbert and just put him at QB3 because – I mean, it's a guaranteed contract. I don't really see where Garrett Gilbert goes now to get that guaranteed contract unless somebody gets hurt during the season, which we all know, you know, we don't we don't like seeing injuries on any team, but it's bound to happen throughout the season. Uh, so we'll see. I, the one thing about Will Greer I kind of don't care for is, like you said, he never had a – like he's never been a starter. Yeah. Like he's he, – has he proven anything? Not that I know of. I mean, 
Really, I mean, backup quarterbacks at this point, what have they really proven? You know, besides the high-priced ones like Andy Dalton, uh, Nick Foles, uh, other ones that, you know, are high-priced because you know they've been in proven situations. So you know um, what they're going to give you. Uh, Most of these players have a lot of question marks, especially at quarterback, especially at backup quarterback. A lot of these players always have one or two big question marks, whether they can be this or be that. So that's why they're the backups. That's why they're the clipboard. Yeah. I just, I'm being honest with you. I didn't think that Garrett Gilbert played bad last year, especially against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not a scrub defense. Like he played pretty well. He played decent in the preseason. None of the backup quarterbacks really played well all preseason. They were all kind of trash, honestly. But if we were to pick the best out of a a trash situation, I would have went with Garrett Gilbert. But, of course, familiarity and who the front office feels could put their team in the best position. They chose Cooper Rush. So I feel like that was a a Stephen Jones pick. (laughs) Could be. I, I feel that in the pits of my soul. (laughs) <laughs> also, the Cowboys today, they signed ex-Philly and New York Giants quarterback Corey Clement. He was. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, man. He was a very, he was a very decent running back. Uh, you know, you know, Philly always carries at least two or three running backs that are all pretty much the same style, same fit. Mm-hmm. And Corey Clement was another one of those. He's a good special teams guy. So he's really just filling in that running back three role. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I didn't see a running back three throughout the entire preseason. Yeah, I mean, they're, well, they're, Rico Rico Dwindle was kind of nice, but uh, yeah, but he's hurt right he's now. Hurt, he's out yeah. for a couple months. He hurt his he uh, fractured his hip, so he's out. So they needed a, a running back three, so they went out and got Corey Clement. So overall, the the roster is shaping up. No, no, no big really game changers or <clears throat> you know signed or cut. It was just people that were on the bubble that you may have had questions here or there. So. At the end of the day, we know who the team is moving forward. We know who the key guys are. We know <clears throat> who we're expected to perform moving mm-hmm. forward. So I'm really excited going into the season. Uh, of course, <laughs> it's another preseason where we don't win a game. That's just the norm around here. I don't know what it is with the Cowboys with not being able to win a preseason game. But preseason is preseason, especially this one. Hey, as long as we're not – who was that celebrating preseason wins – I can't remember. Uh, there was a team that literally put out 20-0 preseason win streak. I was just like, have you, have you won it? I know it was a team that won the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. Yeah, preseason so. is preseason to me. I could care less about a preseason win. But you know the media always makes some kind of big deal about it. Exactly. So, but we're moving on, man. Dak Prescott is slated to start, of course, next week against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off of their Super Bowl run. So I'm excited to see the Cowboys moving forward. I think it's going to be a good game, especially if we come out like we look how I'm expecting us to come out. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't expect a blowout either way. Um, I expect some bright spots, some low spots. It is what it is with Cowboys football. But, again, I'm excited. The season is about to start. Yes, sir. You know, I, I do. I do expect at least a four hundred game, four hundred yard passing game from Dak, bro. Without question. I really wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't expect that. I expect like, I give him three hundred. I expect he's. I expect Zeke to get one twenty and two TDs. That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting one twenty two TDs. I can see I said one twenty two TDs. I, I don't know. I don't know if he reaches a hundred. I think he splits a lot of time with Tony Pollard. I man, I don't know. The way Zeke is looking this preseason, the way he's looking in these practices, I think they're going full steam ahead with Zeke. And I think Tony Pollard will be sprinkled in as what he's always been since he's been drafted. But I think Zeke is going to do more with the time that he gets this year. Of course, he's going up against a tough defense. That defense is stacked from top to bottom over there in Tampa Bay. But, Mm -hmm. hey, we got a great O-line, a healthy O-line for the first time in a while. Well, somewhat healthy. We're healthy to make it, but – you know, we got to see how that goes week to week. So we're beginning of the season helping. Yeah. We're, we're just excited to see what happens this first week. Absolutely. But hey, but Tony Pollard did get some kind of like, I wouldn't say starter treatment during preseason, but he did get, he definitely got some special treatment. Yeah, man. Those players that you know are either guaranteed contracts or the ones that have proven themselves, they get that. <laughs> They're going to get that. Pollard has nothing to really. What's the word that I'm looking for? He has nothing to prove as far as his roster spot. He's 
solidified. They know what he is. Nah. He's our running back too. And when we need him to, he could be a, he could be a heavy load guy if we need him to. But <laughs> we got our cowboy. Don't worry, I won't tell no, about absolutely. what happened in them yeah. seas. Girl, your secret's safe for me. But if you want them to see, huh? then we can make an OnlyFans and make a little fee. Facts. Girl, I'm about that action. I can turn you to a fiend. Down the way I'm talking, got you coming in your jeans. And I won't rock a rubber. I want nothing in between. Whoa. We about to do some rounds. I hope you're not trying to sleep. Nah. You can't never find another nigga like me. Facts. They can't go the distance with you, baby, like. What's uh? What's a game you're looking forward to this week? If you oh, this week, man. I'm honestly, I'm just excited to see Clemson and what they got down there. I'm not a Clemson fan. I wouldn't call myself a Clemson fan, but that that backup quarterback that was D, for, DJ uh, DJ Uga, DJ Uga, Uga, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Do I don't want to mess it yeah. up but he's my number one quarterback prospect going into the season did you watch uh QB number one on Netflix no I did not bro so he was on there as the backup at St. John St. John Bosco I think that's what the school's called for mm-hmm. another for another quarterback over there and he was taking his reps and he was a Ooh. freshman so as a freshman Man, As a look. freshman, bro, this dude was a senior. He was a prospect. He was going to Iowa, and this DJ kid was taking his reps as a freshman. Hey, man, I call him DJ Ugalele. That's Ugalele. what I'm calling for right now, man. That's DJ my Ugalele. guy. When I say that, he has the goods. And people always want to talk about Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. But yeah. I'd have to see Spencer Rattler again this year because he had up and down. He um, did have up and down. Up and down but- season. Uh, he was solid for the most part. He had some flashes to where he looked amazing. He's a junior he, uh, this year, isn't he, right? I believe so. Yeah, last year was yeah, his sophomore year. Sophomore yeah, year, yeah. This is junior year. So they're looking at him as, you know, possibly the number one prospect in the nation. But to me, this is a make or break year for yet, Spencer you know I mean? Rattler. I don't care what anybody says. Because, yeah. I mean, he can he can have a bad year and they're going to hold it against him. And if he has a That's great year, senior year, no one's going to talk about it. And I, I'm 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 excited to see him play just because I want to see what people are talking about. Like I didn't see it too much last year. Uh, I saw some flashes. Of course, he has <laughs> the boy can throw, but some of his decision making. Uh, That's the only thing very, that gets him. He he does get yeah. very. I wouldn't say frazzled, but he he does. How do I? I, I don't say this. And he's not, a frail guy. He's yeah, he's a fr- very frail. Like Colin Murray was small. But or he was short, but Colin Murray was thirty, and Spencer yeah, Rattler both kind of frail. Yeah, so, um, I'm excited to see him with some pressure in his face. Hopefully, they. Uh, I don't know what their schedule is this year, but I'm thinking they play better competition this year because uh, you know the Big Twelve is pretty much Oklahoma's to lose <laughs> at this point every year. Uh, there's always one team, whether it's Oklahoma State, TCU. Uh, Iowa State. It's always one team that's looking to push Oklahoma, but Oklahoma, I, I, I don't. Oklahoma's I don't like TCU's quarterback. That Max Dugan kid. I'm not a fan. Max I'm Dugan. Not, not, yeah. Whatever his name is, I'm not. I don't know. He just he irritates me. I turn off the game. I have to turn off the game sometimes with him. Man, Max. I I don't want to. I don't want to talk bad on Max, but just know. Uh, I feel like. Jalen heading into his junior year, he was a Bolitnikov favorite for a lot of people around the country. And I felt like Max missed him a ton his junior year. And people were wondering why Jalen's uh, junior year was down a little bit. And quarterback play was a big part of that. But again, I, I don't want to talk down and say, oh, he's just complete trash because I don't want to. He's not anybody. trash. He's not trash. He's not Ben DiNucci to me. No, but, he's not Ben DiNucci. He just he irritates just, he, me, bro. Yeah. He has some times where you're just like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Especially coming from the Travon Boykins, the Andy Daltons, even. Um, I mean, TCU's had Hill. great quarterback play even, in the last decade, yeah, bro. And even just- Hill, even Hill was, was nice. And it was just, I don't know, seeing just Max make some questionable, <laughs> questionable plays, but. He kind of, he kind of reminds me of the, the Texas quarterback that just left. Um, oh, uh, 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 Ellinger. Yeah, Sam. Ellinger. Yeah, there we go. Ellinger. He kind of reminds me of him. Yeah. They both have flashes, but then you're, you're just like, what, bro, are, what you are you doing, doing dog? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're just gonna irritate me. Yeah, but we want to talk this week, man. We want to go over our top five college football players of all time. Some of 
you know, we might have a little bias sprinkled in there, but most of the time, you know, we're pretty solid um, across the board. Uh, I think my list is an amazing list personally, but, you know, no bias towards myself. I think my list is amazing. But, you know, we'll see what Jay's list is and we'll see what you guys like and what y'all don't like about our list. But um, I'm going to let you go first. You can say you're number five. How you want to do this? You want to go five, five, four? I'm going to be honest with you. We'll go, we'll go, we'll, we'll go, because I have no particular order, but these are the guys I just loved watching. Well, okay. one of them I didn't, two of them I didn't watch, I've seen highlights, but yeah. three of them I have seen play. So I'll go with number five. Um, yeah. No Dominican Sue, bro. <laughs> you got I, don't, Sue. I don't think, I don't think people remember how dominant this dude was in yeah, back in the day. Crazy. He almost he cost a, us. He was a Heisman finalist, bro. bro as a defensive he, tackle. As a defensive tackle. He almost caused us <laughs> – well, I say us because I was a Texas fan back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colt McCoy, he almost caused the Colt McCoy-led oh. Longhorns to not make it <laughs> to that national that. championship. I do remember we that. We almost fumbled the bag against Ndamukin Sue because they came out like – you know, Texas walked in there like they were supposed to win, but they said this dude and Dominican yeah. Sue was crazy. I was like, let me see. <laughs> that, that boy. When I, I remember him scooping and scoring a couple times, bro. That was yeah. – he he, 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 he really put that, that love of defense in me, bro. That was <laughs> – no, Dominican Sue was different. He hey, was man. different. I, I don't blame you. You want to go with your number five or do you want to – My number five? My number five is – a bit of a bias. This is my only biased pick, and that's just because I watched this dude. He was my favorite college quarterback of all time, and it's no other than the big Texan Vince Young, man. Mm. That boy was a country blood, six foot five, a solid 220, man. Wasn't the <laughs> wasn't the most slimmed out dude, man. Wasn't mm. the prettiest thrower, but dog, he got it done, man. But when people we, can ball, people can ball. Yeah, man. And the only reason he didn't win a Heisman Award was because of no none other than Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart. Those dudes were carrying that USC team. And that's the only reason Vince Jones didn't win a Heisman, because Vince was arguably, besides Reggie Bush, the best athlete or the best college football player that year, 2005. I'll never forget that year, bro. I will never forget that year. Man, I wasn't even – my parents – Knew I was supposed to be asleep, but they didn't even care. They was like, we were watching this game. And I remember that fourth quarter when we stopped Lynn or not Lindell, right? When we stopped Reggie Bush on that fourth down and got the ball back and Vince Young with, I think it was like 17 seconds left. Oh my gosh. Cause I was like, man, don't get sacked. Don't get sacked. This is my, this is my first really time watching college football like that. That first, that whole Texas year. Because people were talking about Vince Young, Vince Young, Vince Young, and I watched it, man. And took that run to get into the end zone, and he gets it, man. It was y'all don't understand, man. Like you would have thought the Cowboys won a championship. How many fireworks? Like people were outside popping fireworks, and this isn't even in Austin. This is in Dallas Fort Worth area. People were popping fireworks. Like we won the like the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, man. It was that. It was it was eleven o'clock at night on a Wednesday, man. You telling me beating the most talented roster ever, ever in college football that USC team going for a three peat? Come on, man! I never wanted that. Was, I hated USC so much, bro. So I much. I remember yeah. watching USC that year versus Notre Dame, and Notre Dame almost beat them, bro. Yeah. That game was hype too, but. <laughs> When we beat USC, it was just like the cherry on top. Hey, I was, it was, man, it, it it was a memory. It was probably the best college football game ever. And then for us to come out on top of it, because they had their championships already, they had mm-hmm. to. So we, us as as country, <laughs> the country Texas team, we was just trying to get one exactly. Like, we, and, and they hadn't seen should, one since the seventies. Man, that's. That that made everybody on that Texas team a legend that night, man. I remember all those Michael Huff, man. Michael Huff. Who else can we talk about on that um, team? Um, who was the uh, Shipley? Oh, Shipley. My no, nah, he wasn't on that team. He was on the Colt McCoy team. Uh, who else was on that team? Oh man, if I go back and watch the documentary now, I just remember all those. I still have the documentary. 
their their DVD. Their names are slipping my mind right now. I remember them, but I just can't remember their name. But anyways, that's my number five. Vince Young is my number five, man. You can go ahead with your number four. I go with my number four. My number four is Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson? Okay, you my, go on defense side. I, my, like I, I just I bro, it's the Heisman is such a offensive heavy award yeah. that when any kind of defensive player gets any kind of recognition. And now he won it. it I, don't, yeah. I don't see how people can't put him higher on their list. Hey, man. Uh, as far as the athlete goes, man, hey, he was <laughs> he was doing – and then went into the NFL mm-hmm. and became a Hall of Famer at two positions. Yeah. yeah. You talk about an athlete, man. He was ridiculous. That man – I mean, I've seen a couple highlights of his. My This was actually my dad's favorite player was Charles Woodson. Really? Um, yeah. So, I mean, the dude is – I mean, I, I just don't get how he's not higher on people's list. <laughs> hey, man, mine is offensive heavy. Um, I'll admit that just just because I loved every single one of these dudes, and especially two of them, of course, I didn't get to watch in person because I just wasn't born then. But I know them, and I've seen their highlights, and I, I know they were that dude. So at number four, I have Barry Sanders from Oklahoma State. I like State. that. Yeah. His first two years, of course, being a freshman, you know, most of these freshmen, most of these people kind of break out like their sophomore, junior year, man. Let's just his one season, his one breakout season was enough to put him on this list, man. And of course, we know what Barry Sanders did in the NFL, but this one college season, his junior year, 1988, this man went off 344 attempts. 2,628 rushing yards. Jeez. Averaging, averaging damn near eight yards a pop. He had 37 touchdowns. That boy gives you a first down every touch. Bro, every, almost every touch. This, is, this dude was unstoppable in college and then went to the NFL and did the same things. And if the Detroit Lions had put any kind of offensive line around him, he would have he had much more of a career. That's why he retired early. So that's my number four. Dude was ridiculous. I'm going to go with my number three. This is somebody I hate to put on here, but I can't deny the fact that this man was a monster. But Reggie Bush. Yeah. I have to put Reggie Bush on him, bro. He was. I'll never forget. My favorite play of Reggie Bush is him diving into the end zone and fumbling in that national championship game. That's my favorite player is. <laughs> hey, but overall, man, that dude was a beast. That, I mean, he was probably the most fun player to watch. His punt returns, bro. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Crazy. That boy is just – couldn't catch him. And it's not that he was like straight straight line speed. He was just he, he, so shifty with it, bro. Shift. He was He was one of – he was from the Barry Sanders tree. That man was <laughs> shifty. Yeah, I like that. Barry Sanders tree. Yeah, that dude was – man, I really wish he had that kind of opportunity in the NFL. I feel like he didn't get that, but – Man. Hey man, he he had it. It's just unfortunate situations. He had a, he had a decent. I'm not gonna say a decent career for where he was where he was drafted. But to me, Number if you just overall? take his if you just take his NFL career, just take his name off of it, you would think, okay, this dude was serviceable. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't amazing, but he was serviceable. But yeah, but he was so fun to watch in college. So. Yeah, so. My number three, some people might have him a little bit higher or a little bit lower on this list, but this is where I put him. He wasn't the greatest quarterback. He wasn't the most accurate quarterback. You know, as we've seen, he failed in the NFL. Uh, But this man was – you talk about heart. You talk about determination. You talk about who coaches talk about, who they want on their team, on any team. This dude is it. This man left his blood, sweat, and tears on the field. And this is no other than Florida quarterback Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. One of the only people to win back-to-back championships. Win Heisman. First song. And, and then go to the NFL and be complete trash. But <laughs> um, Same story with a lot of other people. But Tim Tebow was great, man. This dude was amazing. His resume is almost... Damn near untouchable. <laughs> I'll give you so, that. Yeah. 
But hey, man, he was fun to watch in college, bro. Little, yeah, man, this, little jump pass. Hey, man, his their system was perfect for a Tim Tebow type of player. Like I said, he wasn't the craziest thrower, but everything that he had together made him a top five player all time. Man, he, he was just a leader, man. That's it. Hey, the best leader probably in all sports. I'll never probably forget that. some of the most heart ever. That that interview after they lost, and that boy went off. Hey, man. Talking about it'll yeah. never happen again under his watch. Yeah. And that, that, that boy did wear his heart on his sleeve. I'll give you that. Man, always. Like I said, he left his blood, sweat, and tears on the field. It didn't matter whether they were up 30, whether they were down 10. It didn't matter. That dude was playing the same way every single time. He had Bible verses going viral. Hey, man. Him, <laughs> him and Reggie Bush. Yeah. That was a different time. All right. So my number two. It's probably my favorite running back ever, without question. I love power backs. That's my mm-hmm. favorite thing to watch is a power back. So Earl Campbell, bro. Earl Campbell. Favorite, favorite running back ever is Earl really? Campbell. See, Earl Campbell was going to be my number five because he's a legend. But I had to put my favorite Vince Young on number five because, you know, just to me, just the story, the storybook of Vince Young put him um, – has number five over Earl Campbell, but there's no complaints about Earl Campbell being on your list. That man was a complete uh there's a reason that Earl Campbell has a couple of awards named after him. My first highlight of Earl, Earl Campbell was uh it's when he gets his jersey ripped off and he's just still mm-hmm. running. Bro, that I'll Earl Campbell's a beast. I no one will convince me otherwise that he's not a beast and I'm a, like I said, I, he's my favorite running back ever. I still think he's the best running back to touch the floor when he comes to college. I know you, <laughs> love, I know you love Barry Sanders, but man, bro, it's like watching Hercules run the ball out there, bro. That's hey, man, I I could feel you on that. See, my Hercules went to a different college, and that's no other than Georgia running back Herschel Walker. That's who I have as number two. Uh, you want to talk about? I like I like Herschel. You want to talk about best running backs of all time? You want career wise, from high school, college, and into NFL before you know uh, his legs start to get to him. You know, running backs that have a lot of mileage on them before they come into the NFL, they wear down fast as as you've seen over the history. Uh, I love Herschel, Herschel Walker too, without man, a question. Herschel Walker is my number two. He was. I like it for other reasons, though. As a freshman, man, he had 1,600 yards rushing with 15 touchdowns. As a freshman, coming into Georgia, and then just continued that on. He had 1,900 yards as a sophomore, and then as a junior, he finished it off with 1,752. Never averaged less than five yards a carry. (laughs) Always averaged at least 15 touchdowns a season in college. That man was – and most people – and in some people's books, he's number one all time. But yeah, man, Herschel Walker is my number two. I love Herschel Walker because he gave us a Super Bowl by trading yes. him away and getting hey, all those picks from Minnesota. Love. Hey, man. I, appreciate, I appreciate your contributions, him. bro. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, so my number one, you've already said, but it's Vince Young. That's your number one? That's my number one, bro. I, I, I can't. I, I'll, you told your story. I'm going to tell my story about Vince Young. So watching that game, I remember we were supposed to go to church Wednesday night. I said, no, I'm not going to church. Game starts at 6.30. Church starts at 7. You won't catch me there. <laughs> so really, I just didn't, I didn't really want to go and be all the praying and whatever. Long story short, we get to that game. It's fourth quarter. That, that last minute, I'm on my hands and knees praying like no tomorrow. <laughs> like no tomorrow, bro. I'm, I, my mom can tell you the story. I'm literally... My head's in my, in, my, in my hands, and I'm just sitting there praying, please, God, let him get it. Please, God, let him get it. Please, God. I'm over and over again. <laughs> my, you know what? There's, there's, there's a period of time where I was like, man, God really don't answer prayers. But when then Vince Young walked past that goal line, I knew for a fact God answered prayers because that's all <laughs> I was praying for in that moment was him just to cross that sideline. That was, I can't, that's my best football memory. And I, hey, I have tons of those. I have tons of football memories, but that is my best one, my favorite one. That's probably, yeah. Without question. Probably my best football moment, man. I'll tell you uh, after we're done with this list uh, about my other my other moments, man. But 
My number one, you already said it, man. My number one is Reggie Bush, man. And that's because I feel like Reggie Bush is the most talented running back I've ever seen with my own two eyes. And I mean that just because if he wasn't splitting reps with Lindell White, he would But Lindell White was so nice, though. I know Lindell White was so nice. And it just sucked that they both – like, it didn't suck because they won two championships out of it. Yeah. But – as far as Reggie Bush stats, like if you compare stats, you'd be like, why isn't Herschel Walker higher than Reggie Bush? It's because I feel like if Reggie Bush wasn't splitting reps with, with Lindell White, this Reggie Bush has over 2,000 yards a season. I mm-hmm. believe so. Because mm-hmm. this man, every time Reggie Bush touched the ball, it was almost a house call, man. It was ridiculous how teams used to try and defend Reggie Bush, and you just couldn't. Punt returns, tosses, it didn't matter. Reggie Bush – you could send three people over there and try to wrap him up, man. It was Reggie Bush was ridiculous. the way he would just he would duck underneath people, bro. That, that man had that, that man had every move in the book, man. Sideline, sideline, speed, shifty. It was just it was ridiculous, man. If you don't know who Reggie Bush is, man, you was under a rock for your whole life, or you was born in the two thousands and you just don't know who he is. Reggie Bush was that dude. So number one Without for me question. is Reggie Bush. And I and of course, like you said, I hate it because we had to face him. But just looking at him at every game except when he played Texas, this man was a problem, a problem. And to be real with you, I don't, I can't think of a running back in today's game that's like that. I can't, man. There were some, there were some that that tried to be that could have been a Reggie Bush, and um, even in college, that that yeah. kind of. I mean, it felt like Reggie Definitely Bush not was playing, in college. Was playing not peewee in college. football, bro. The way the peewee yeah. football players do that, bro. That's, it's, <laughs> it was crazy. You call it backyard uh, football. This man, it didn't matter. You throw it to nah, him, toss it to him. That man was a house call. Damn it, every time, man. That's that's Reggie Bush is my guy. Nah, but I was a big Lindell White fan back in the day, bro. Really? That was man. <laughs> but you know how I feel about power backs, bro. Power bro, backs are my thing. Hey. My whole thing is is I love power backs, but you got to have a speed back with them. That's why I was so oh, glad when we got absolutely. Tony Pollard to go with Ezekiel Elliott because Ezekiel Elliott is like that same not not like Lindell White. Actually, he's got a little more wiggle than Lindell Tony White, Pollard is like a poor man's Reggie Bush. Man, Tony Pollard is the lightning to the thunder because you know you know Zeke like he's gonna meet you in the hole. He's not scared of contact. Mm-hmm. He's got a little yeah. tiny wiggle. Ask Cam Chancellor. <laughs> Hey man, he's gonna meet you in the hole. He ain't scared of contact. But Pollard, Pollard, tough too. But Pollard's also gonna shake you. Yeah. <laughs> so you better have your ankle braces. So that boy will shake you in a foot wide hole, bro. Hey man, it's it's crazy, man. But uh, I'm glad you talk about your sports moments, man. You know that that leads me into another topic, man. Some of I want to hear some of the people that's listening, man. I want to hear some of y'all's top sports moments, man. Where you know whether you was down on your hands and knees praying whether you were just sitting there nervous biting your nails man it was a couple moments man and i oh man when i remember 2011 nba finals game two we was down i think 15 mm-hmm. i think we were down like 15 and it was looking like we was gonna get smoked and bro we just we just started hitting shot after shot after shot. Like it didn't matter what was, was that the game Jason Terry hit that backboard on the top three? Yeah. Uh I'm not sure. I just remember Jason Terry was clutch. Like he hit a couple just pull up, pull up middies. You know, that's his game. Was that the uh, game Pager took over too? And he hit like nine or six in a row without missing. No, 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 no. That that was a different game. But Dirk started going crazy, man. We went on a 15-0 run, I believe, man. And we went up, we went up by three, actually. Went up by three. And for some reason, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but the defense got blown apart and Mario Chalmers was in the corner wide open. He hit a three to tie it up. And I was like, oh no, don't tell me this is it. I remember this now. Then we gave it to the GOAT. Dirt the whiskey, man. And he backed Chris Bosch down, gave him a little spin, got to the cup. And I'll never forget, they they did the little inbound, and LeBron threw it to D-Way. I said, no, please, please, please don't make it. And it bricked, and we and we tied it up 1-1. And then, hey, man, game six, we came back and came back down to Miami. And 
I was so happy for us to just get that done for Dirk, man. Like that whole. I was at the American Airlines Arena. We were watching. They had those little watch parties. Watch parties. Yeah, bro. That was man. that was where I was at. I was. I remember being at home and I was watching that game and I'm like, dang, because Dirk was Dirk was missing. Like that whole first. I don't the, think first, first, the first. I think he made was... like. I think he made like one or two shots that first half, but Jason Terry came off the bench. It was Jason Terry and Deshaun Stevenson. Those Ooh, two. How my Dirk could, taste, bro? They could not miss. I'm talking about Deshaun Stevenson came out hit like three threes. Jason Terry had like 15 in the first half, and then that third quarter. Like halfway through that third quarter, that's when we started taking over. Like it was a close game in the first half. And then halfway through the third quarter, Dirk started getting it going, hit a couple bank shots. Jason Terry stayed hot. Deshaun Stevenson hit a couple threes. Halfway through the fourth quarter, I'm like, it's like six minutes to go. I'm like, but we're up by 12. I'm like, could this be it? Like, I know, I know they're gonna come back. I know they're gonna come back. Then we went up by 15. And I'm like, hold on. And then it's like a minute to go. I'm like, okay, we won. And then Dirk hit that hit that last layup to seal it. I was like, yes, sir, we got a championship, man. I was the only reason I was mad. The only reason I was mad is because the NBA finals back then used to be the week after you got out of school. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait all summer break to go to gloat about my team winning the NBA finals. And it really, that really, it really did didn't mean suck, much. Bro. It didn't really mean much, you know, by the time you came back to to school because it was already you know two three months past but i was so happy that dirt got that done man that was that's probably my my number one uh sports story that is definitely number two for me but it's a it's one and two like it's that texas dallas mavericks man they're almost one a one b but i i I, when you got a team putting you on your hands and knees praying it, it does something to you Dude, that's how I was feeling, man, because you don't – I don't know if you remember, but during that time when the Mavericks won the championship, the Texas Rangers were in the World Series. They were, a couple yeah. Of later, and we were one – bro, oh, don't – Don't – uh, stop. To, we might have to end uh, the podcast. I'm going to get mad at we're gonna have Nelson to end Cruz all over again. Just – it wasn't even Nelson Cruz. It was the whole defense because Pujols was up, and we were playing so deep. Like, I understand Pujols was a machine back then, but we were playing so deep. And he just hit – we were one strike away. It wasn't even one out. It was one strike away. And Neftali Feliz threw like a slider. He threw a slider on the outside corner, and Pujols just reached out and just blooped it to center field. It was just a nice little perfect little bloop. I and forgot who kept killing us. It was uh, – You're talking about uh, – Who kept killing us with those little with those little – Infield, oh, I forgot. Oh, all I remember, man. all I remember is uh, Napoli. Mike Napoli hit the home run, and we yeah. went up by one. Bro, that's that's he's one of Mike Napoli is forever. He will always be respected in in my book because those World Series runs, that man came up with clutch hit after clutch hit after like Neftali or uh, Nelson Cruz was you know. Of course, the star of that World Series, uh, Josh Hamilton too. But you, bro, Mike Napoli just kept kept. I us forgot in the name of the pitcher that was, I mean, killing them. Oh, jeez, that's gonna eat me alive now. Man, that was when Derek Holland was not. Bro, we just had Derek Holland. There we go. We that's who it was. Derek Holland. We had everything, and the fact that we were playing so deep on my on Albert Pujols, and I understand why, but the fact that it was one strike away. And Albert Pujols just hit a little bloop single and scored the time run. I was so hurt. I was like, because, you know, in your mind, all you're envisioning is a nice little fly ball or a ground out. And we won. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Dallas has two champions in one and two and champions one in one year. year, bro. And we just couldn't. I was so hurt. Like, And then when we went into game seven. And something in my heart told me we were going to lose, and we just got blown out. <laughs> we got blown out game seven. It wasn't even close. All right. Well, I don't want to end on a bad note. So I'm going to I'm gonna say some names that will make you feel a little bit better about the 05 Texas team. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to hit you with – you remember Chris Obanaya? Yes. All right. Keep going. R- Ramont's Taylor. Ramont's Taylor. Keep going. Selvin Young. That's who it is. Selvin, Selvin Young. Young. Selvin Young. Yes. You know why I remember Selvin Young? Because I'm Selvin 
And I remember going to school and they kept they kept tagging me with Selvin Young. They <laughs> like every time they said mm-hmm. Selvin, I was like, are they selling my name? It's like, no, Selvin, Selvin, Selvin Young. I remember. I'm gonna hit you with two names that I kind of forgot were on this team. But Colt McCoy and Jamal Charles are both on this team. Yeah, Jamal Charles, he didn't. He was, he didn't he was a freshman. Yeah, he didn't take off till like two years. I think it was like 07 is when Jamal. He still had a couple of games where he took off during that year, though. I remember really? that. Yeah. He was like their uh, change of pace back because Selvin Young, Ramos Taylor was more of your. Yeah. They were using more as a receiver. Selvin Young yeah. was the main running back. Jesus. Hold now, on. You, let, me, let me look up this. Do you remember uh, Lyman Swede? Swede, yes, yeah. sir. Oh, Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley was a freshman on that team. Quan Cosby. Cosby. Jordan Shipley was on the team. Told you. Jordan Shipley was a dog. Jordan uh, Shipley was. Brian Orakpo. Have you heard that name in a minute? Bro, it was crazy. Aaron Ross. Cedric Griffin. Man, they had some studs. Oh, that's who Aaron Ross was our lockdown corner, even though he got yeah, diced up Yeah, number, number 31, bro. 31. Aaron Ross was our Justin Blaylock, bro. Man, all these dudes. All these dudes. Michael Griffin. Man. Mark and Marcus Griffin. We had Cedric Griffin. Why we have a team full of Griffins, bro? Bro, we had, like, and if you look at this roster, look at how all these dudes were homegrown. All of yeah. them. Yeah. All yeah. these dudes were homegrown. That was the thing. It's because, like, that think, was, like, people say, you know, it's the Texas Longhorns, but that was a Texas team for mm-hmm. real. Like, that was before we started getting dudes. Because I think Florida. Matt Leinert and them are from California, aren't they? Uh, no, Matt Leinert was, uh, he was, I don't I don't think he was from California. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, Santa Ana. For real? Yep, Santa Ana. Yeah, because they were comparing him to uh, – jeez, what was the name? Yeah. Yeah, I remember because they were talking about – because Reggie Bush from California too. They were talking yeah. about California versus Bush. Texas. Bro, that was a Texas team for real. It was Hollywood versus Texas. Mm-hmm. And you look at all these dudes. I think we had maybe – I'm counting them. One, two – Three, four, five. David six, Thomas, seven, bro. I forgot about him. Eight. We had eight people, eight or nine people that weren't from Texas on that team. And most of those dudes were like, most of these dudes weren't even the players. All of the dudes that were, that were. In that game started? Bro, they were all Texas. Texas dudes. All of them were from Texas. That was that was such a beautiful roster, man. And then that was such a beautiful run for Texas because we had 05, and then from 06 to 09, we had Colt McCoy, who was a dog. It was just it you was know a beautiful what? time. Speaking of Garrett Gilbert, he was a quarterback in that national championship game in 09. For us? Yep, Colt McCoy got hurt, and Garrett Gilbert went in as a freshman. Played against that Alabama. was Garrett Gilbert. That was Garrett Gilbert. You're lying. I'm dead ass. You're lying. I swear on my life. You are lying to me. I'm, that was not Garrett. Nope. Gilbert. It was Garrett Gilbert, bro. I there's only one time I've been mad at Garrett Gilbert, and that was that time. That was Gary Gilbert because he was number seven. And yep. I was so mad because if we had if we had Colt McCoy, we were gonna win that. Colt game. McCoy sat out the game for his draft status, but man, bro, because he jumped off a bridge. Man, I, I never forget. That's when I lost respect for Colt McCoy. Yeah. Like I think he had like what did he have? Uh was it a what is it, a shoulder sprain or was it was it a, a shoulder sprain? Yeah, it was like a minor shoulder sprain. And he said he wanted to – man, I knew it because it was fishy because they were like, oh, is he coming back? They're like, oh, he's – they're deciding uh, whether he's going to come back It took forever to say he's going to come back And they took forever to say – because usually if it's a bad injury, they'll say no. no. You know, he's he's out. He's done. And then I'm, they were like – They were oh. trying to convince him to play. I guarantee it. And he was like, man. nah, I don't want to do it. Man. Yeah, look what you went at I lost, I lost respect for Colt McCoy on that game. Like, I feel like – I know you're going to the NFL, but come on, man. Like, 
you have a chance to win a national championship. It's not like we were. It was a Big Twelve championship or something. Man, like the that. thing is that could have put him on. That could have put him in the first round, having a game against Alabama. And, and we almost fact, beat Alabama. That was bro. the crazy part. The fact almost that we almost beat Alabama. Let me go look up the stats from that game because yeah, it, it, it was uh, Alabama versus Texas. Because we should have, we really should have won that game. And the fact that we came back, we were down um, 37-21, but we weren't yeah, down. Yeah, we like were that. down. They didn't, they didn't score. They didn't score like that until the fourth quarter. Yeah, we just kind of like because you remember we were down twenty four six at halftime, and we scored, we scored, uh, we scored like the first, the first two times because the third quarter was very low scoring, and then the fourth yeah, at quarter one we point, scored. It was eight, like man. it was like. It was a one possession game for the longest. Yeah, it was whole. like twenty one to, to twenty four for the longest time in that fourth quarter. They just uh, then all the will was taken out of them. Man, and Shipley—that's because Shipley showed up. Shipley mm-hmm. went crazy, and man, it was thirty. That's what it was. Oh man! Oh. That's what it was. It was six minutes to play in the game. We were down by three points, and then <laughs> he threw a pick. No, he got he he got sacked. It was a sack fumble. You're right. Yes, yeah, sack fumble. A sack fumble, and that was the game. After that, they went up ten, and it was like, all right, it's over. It was done. But the fact that we were within three points, I forgot. Mark Mark Ingram was on that team. Yeah, that was when that because that was Mark Ingram's Osman year. And the fact that we were down three. Dang! Can you imagine if we would have if we would have built like if we would have knocked down that empire? We should have. We should have. That that was that, and it was. Colt McCoy got hurt the first drive of that game too, Mm -hmm. and I was so hurt. And I I wholeheartedly believe we would have Texas would have built an empire after that. Man, and then people don't remember the game before that when we played Nebraska, and people were crying about us because. We won with that uh, field goal, and Colt McCoy threw the ball out of bounds with three seconds left on the clock. But for some reason, it kept ticking. the The clock kept ticking, and they thought the game was supposed to be over. And then they put a second back on the clock, and we kicked the field goal to go to the national championship. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "Bro, it's destined for us to win." And then Colt McCoy gets hurt the first drive, and he quits on us. I was so hurt, man. Like I understand you're going. <sighs> You're going to the NFL, but you're going to the NFL regardless, whether we win this game or lose this game. Why not give it your all? Like, you know, you know what? what I'm and that's what he gets. He went to the Browns. Went to the Browns. And I'm not going to say he's been trash because he's had some solid seasons as a backup. He's a, he's a serviceable serviceable backup. That's that's yeah. what he is. He's not the worst Browns quarterback. That nah, game, man. absolutely not. Because I'll never forget when Brady Quinn came out of college and I thought he was thought he was it. I thought Brady Quinn was it. To be fair, though, they never set up those quarterbacks for success. They never yeah. did, bro. That was, I don't know, that, that, that comes down to ownership, to be honest. Oh, for sure. But Yeah, man, but we're going to let you guys out of here, man. I, I appreciate you guys listening another week. Um, this is... A this very is fun, fun for us, man. This is this is what we just man. sit here and, and exactly. just talk, honestly. Uh, but of course, again, man, you guys continue to leave your feedback for us. I appreciate y'all listening in another week for us. We're going to continue to do these pretty much weekly. Uh, you know, send us some topics that you guys want to hear us talk about as well. You know, we're willing to always talk about almost anything on this. Um, the only things I will try to steer away from is politics. Um, yeah, we're not going to bring that up and be honest with y'all. It's yeah. just, we're here just to, to escape yeah. for a minute. That's all it is. Let's yeah. just talk about sports and BS. Yeah. Sports, talk about life. Um, I love talking about life, uh, which we will have segments uh, about life moving forward, but I uh, don't oh, want to talk about politics. Or and we got a special birthday nation. this week. Oh, yeah. Special <laughs> oh, yeah. birthday. Yeah. A little Amaya. My daughter's birthday is actually today uh but her birthday party is this weekend on saturday man so if y'all can leave a comment just tell my baby girl happy birthday man i'm so uh, i'm so in love with that little girl so, but yeah we'll be back next week with some more to talk about in the chit chat man i appreciate y'all listening 
and hopefully we did better this week we took some of y'all's feedback and tried to try to improve on it so just let us know what we're doing absolutely appreciate y'all so until next time now I've been listening to Wax FM we're out of here that love vibe that love vibe